This is the Common Sense Podcast presented by Tamar. I'm your host, Tamar Weinberg, founder and CEO of Tamar, and I will be talking to people of all walks of life who have suffered adversity and overcome to rise above the ashes and now make self-care and wellness an absolute priority. Hi, it is... Wow, so today is, it's actually the May 26th, which I'm starting to acknowledge these dates again. I am currently in phase one of reopening in my city, in my state, in New Rochelle, New York. And today I have Alora May. She's going to share a little bit about where she is, what she's doing, what her life has been like since this craziness hit us. Uh, thank you so much for coming. Yeah, thanks for having me. So I'm actually in Toronto right now. Um, I think we're kind of in sync almost in terms of when phases are opening and we've just announced the same thing where, you know, street level stores can open. But of course, it's still a, a really uncertain time. And, uh, you know, especially with the weather getting warmer, people don't know what to do with themselves. <laughs> yeah, I actually was considering going to Canada, maybe Niagara Falls or something like that for the summer. And I'm thinking to myself, wait a minute, is Canada going to let me in? Are the Canadian borders still closed? I guess that might happen for, that might be an issue for a while. The, the, the annoying thing is that I'm not like a threat to anybody in Canada because I had the virus. So, yeah. and yet the borders are still closed because they're not going to treat one person differently than the rest of the world. So that's unfortunate, <laughs> but Nonetheless, yeah, tell me tell me a little bit about what your personal experience was and like what you're doing now, what you do, all those things. Yeah, so I'm the founder of Salmon Lance. So we're an online marketplace that has sustainable goods made by women worldwide. So I was pretty lucky uh, in terms of my my day-to-day didn't change much. I was used to working remotely. Uh, my sister is the co-founder and she works in Singapore. So we're pretty, you know, separate and virtual as a company um, in general. But of course, you know, um, everything else stopped. Like I couldn't go to the co-working space and um, we really did just shift our um our offering as well. We we saw all this happening with COVID and we launched what we call Care Crate. So it's like a, a gift box full of self-care items. And for each one purchased, we donate one to frontline healthcare workers. So we actually saw a big increase in terms of people interacting with our business. And we saw a big boost because we were doing this um, like philanthropic effort to help healthcare workers. So that's kind of what we've been doing and hustling and trying to to work through in the past couple uh, months. So it's really been great, but um, I've been really lucky that my my day-to-day hasn't um, been too affected. Well, that's uh, amazing that you pivoted in such an amazing way. I love it. I love it. Tell me what's in those care packages. I want to know. <laughs> yeah, so we have uh, five different items. There's um, incense, a candle. There's a hydrating balm because, of course, with masks and washing your hands, your skin just gets raw. Um, there's an essential oil roll-on and um, there's a natural lip balm as well. So um, a lot of really, you know, fun items that anyone can use. And of course, any gender can use. So we tried to make it really inclusive for, for anybody that wanted to purchase it. That's, that's um, so to cool. Use. So it's interesting you're doing this as well. My whole story actually had a rise above the ashes uh, experience and scent was what brought me out of the depression that was dec- uh, basically a decade long. And then I hit rock bottom and I put on perfume and perfume for me was my awakening. And then I realized that I need to take it, take advantage of my sense of smell and use it for better. So 
I, you know, I, I have this podcast. It's called the Common Sense Podcast, sense being the smell of sense. And I decided to, I've been working to build this up for a really long time. And, you know, obviously COVID-19 affected us in uh, unprecedented ways. That word everybody doesn't want to hear, that buzzword, but it's true. And I was going to launch in, in early, first it was March, then it was well, then, then it was like, who knows? And I decided on, on a whim, I'm going to do it. Uh, last, last week I did a soft launch officially because I realized that this is the time you need to do it. People, fragrance is very sexualized in general, especially in, um, personal fragrance. Uh, and I thought, I, I said, I said to myself, that's not what this is. You need to actually feel it. You need to have that experience, those experience through incense, through essential oils. Like, as soon as you said that, I, I realized I have some essential oils in my in, in my drawer here, and I want to put them on. I just didn't want to do. <laughs> I, I don't want to be weird doing it right now, but I, I totally do want to do it because, like, it's amazing. The experience of having your sense of smell is is such an empowering thing. So, I love it. I love what you did. I absolutely love it. Congrats on your launch. That's huge, especially during this time. And you know, people don't really realize how powerful scents are. And it's much more than yeah, just a fancy perfume, it really helps ground you, it can get you through different times, it can bring you back to a certain moment and calm you down. So you know, congrats on that. Yeah, very that's, scary. That's so amazing. Because it's like, you know, would, it, would things have been different? Would I have made more money if I didn't do it? Because it's a crowdfunding campaign right now. And would I have made more money if I did it in a, a under a cer- different circumstances? Maybe, maybe not. There's no way to know. And honestly, I don't have regrets on when I did it because I think it's important to kind of acknowledge that we're not going out with our friends anymore. So we might not be compelled to put on perfume. And maybe in the retail marketplace, perfume sales will have failed. But if you position the products in a way that it puts you, brings you back to your happy place, well, you know what? It hopefully will soar. So we'll see. Do something for yourself too. Exactly. Exactly. You definitely do it for yourself. Yeah. So tell me how you got to your position in building out your marketplace. And I mean, obviously before your pivot, tell me a little bit about that trajectory. Yeah. So my, my undergrad um, right out of high school was actually in fine arts with a minor in marketing. And when I graduated, I had no idea what I wanted to do. I kind of fell into advertising. So I worked in advertising for quite a few years as a producer Um, And then I went to go do my MBA at the Paris School of Business um, because I knew that I wanted to do something entrepreneurial, but still wasn't really sure what that was. I came back to Toronto and kept working in advertising and then finally just just quit. I didn't have an idea. I didn't have a game plan. I kind of took some time and traveled. And I I love traveling. It's, It's, you know, as many people do. But one of my favorite things while traveling is going to to markets and um, you know, seeing the people that are local and selling the things that they make or the things that they're really proud of. And I wanted to create a space that um, would elevate and be a platform for these people to sell their products and get it to a, a larger audience. Uh, so that's really where the idea was born. And um, another thing that was really important to me, too, was in these markets, it's, you know, 90% or more women that are um, creating and selling these products and supporting themselves and their family. So every product on Salmon Lands is created by women. And I think it's so important to support women, not only locally, but of course, worldwide, because, you know, the more that we can support and the more that we can give, um, you know, our consumer dollars to women founded and own companies or artisans is just so important in my mind. 
I love it. I love it. And I, I have to admit, it's it's one of the best things when you're a tourist to just go to these shops and to actually see what's, what people are doing, what people are creating. Um, so I love the fact that you're bringing it together. And I assume, what like, what's your representation, like the countrywide representation? Because I assume you have so many different um, countries and I guess nationality. I don't really know how you what you would say, the types of people yeah, who are yeah. represented in, in your marketplace. No, that's a great question. Um, so when I started it, I really wanted it to be, you know, a full global marketplace. And we do have quite a few different uh, countries represented right now. Um, I, but I'd still say that it's 60% or more North America. Again, that's just, you know, the people that I meet or I'm connected with. But we have artisans from Ghana or from the Dominican or Mexico or, you know, different places in the world. But I would love to see in the next few years us to make it just really really span the entire world and have um you know all these different countries there because that's what's so fun to me yeah it'll be so fun for you to travel and 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 you know obviously negotiate with it's that's actually a lot of fun i just think about it you you get so many benefits from it you get the travel obviously you get the negotiation you're going to like learn how to negotiate in different cultures because the cultural society like society is, is it's just very very different like working in a global i've worked in many different global companies and like we actually have like communication seminars and how to talk to people from different countries. So it's actually going to be really, really great skills that you're going to get. And I mean, yeah, just the e-commerce component and all those other fun things. That's that's so, so cool. I'm very, very impressed. And I, I'm totally, totally I'm, I'm obviously I'm sharing the link, but I'm just I'm just super excited to see everything. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. So, you know, one of one of the core components of this uh, podcast is like your story where you kind of overcome something that has been very difficult, you know, your rise above the ashes story. So I guess I'm going to lead into that, kind of hear a little bit about that story for you and what, you know, where you are now, I guess, obviously you sound like you're in a very good place. You already pivoted. You did some amazing things. Tell me a little bit about that. Yeah. I mean, nothing is easy. When you look at someone's success story, people just, you know, think that they went from point A to point B with with no issues in between. But, you know, as I mentioned, when I left my my full time job, you know, I was making um, six figures and I just felt like I needed more. I was also going through a divorce at the time. I was just really lost. And it took me a really long time to even find out that I wanted to do this, that I wanted to create this marketplace. And then even now I'm putting so much of my own, um, you know, investment into it in my, out of my own pocket because I believe in it so much, but you know, I'm still not paying myself anything from this because I just believe in it so much. And I want the money to go back to, um, you know, all the artisans at this time as we grow. So yes, I'm so, so happy and so proud of where we are, but it was a struggle and it still is a struggle, but I'm just so happy for the the community that I've created and, um, you know, the, the suppliers and the artisans that we have as part of our family and um, the people that I have on my team. It's just, just so beautiful to see it continue to grow and, um, you know, flourish month over month, even during, you know, this, this crazy time that we're in right now. Yeah. You know, it's really important to highlight the fact that the entrepreneurial struggle is real. And unless you're watching Shark Tank, um, not many people, like people don't recognize that we in the beginning are, we're just pouring money into it. We're not getting money out of it. And, exactly. you know, we're doing it We're it's a, it's a slog and hopefully we're going to, we're going to do it for some incredible success and a, you know, their pot of gold at the end of the rainbow, but you know, you never know. So, and well, I can't say you never know. I don't want to say that right now for myself and for you. But like, you know, th this is this is what it is. This is our reality. Our reality is that it's 
it's climbing the side of the mountain and hoping that you'll be able to hit that peak. I mean, I'm sure there might be, especially if you're like a, a you know, a novice and you're, you're not really sure how to climb that mountain, you might hit some rocks and fall a little bit, but then you'll eventually, hopefully you'll be able to climb, uh, pick yourself back up and, and bring yourself to a place where you're going to be and everybody's going to be super excited and you're going to be super successful and everybody's just going to reap the benefits. It's going to be a win-win-win for you, for the artisans, for for the, you know, the clients, the customers. It's so that's that's I think what everybody needs to realize that there's there's a lot to it. It's a lot of hard work. It's grueling work. It's not easy. The entrepreneurial lifestyle is definitely not as simple as what it seems. Well, it's funny, every time we have a, a big struggle or a roadblock, my sister and I always laugh because my sister, um, as I mentioned, is the co-founder. And we're like, this is going to be a great story for when we're super successful and we can laugh about this happening. So, you know, just realizing that um, this is the time to to grind and to work really hard. And we're, we see, um, you know, the growth and we see what this can be and just continuing moving forward because we really believe in it and we believe in um, you know, all the um, people that we have, all the people that we support and, um, you know, the mission behind it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I it's, it's important. Like it, it's funny because being new right now, I mean, I had incredible self-belief and I was like, this is going to be amazing. And I'm going to launch this kick, this, this was not, it wasn't a Kickstarter, but I was thinking about a Kickstarter. I'm going to launch this crowdfunding campaign and it's going to be incredible. But then, you know, I had, I had some confidence doubts in, in terms of like, the PR especially. Uh, <laughs> I, I have a great story, but I don't know if the reception is 100% there. And I was just, I was very conflicted and I'm still kind of conflicted, but my friends from uh, college reached out to me last night and she wrote this, like, it was like a completely out of the blue. And she's like, it's amazing. You beat COVID-19 and now you're like launched a brand. And she, she said the most incredible things. And I said to myself, you know what I need? I need, you know, positive affirmations. And I mean, I don't like, I don't have self-doubt right now, but I have like, a, it's obviously a struggle. And I decided to screenshot what she shared on, on Messenger. And now it's like, even though there's a bunch of icons in the way, like it's my wallpaper so that I can see that and believe the fact is it came from somebody else. It wasn't, un, it was completely unsolicited and I need that self-belief. So it's about those types of things. Those things I think would help, you know, re, you know, reinforce why you're doing what you're doing, because when, sometimes it'll be hard, but hopefully there will be an opportunity for you to like, you know, boost your, boost yourself up from either coming from inter- within, coming from without, but sometimes you need to like have that external reinforcement to, to help you push yourself within, from within. Yeah, I love that. You don't really realize how much a message can mean when, when someone sends it to you and, you know, it just might hit the right the right time or the right nerve and, and that's beautiful. But I love posting it on a on a desktop background or up on a wall. I'm I'm all big I'm big on that as well. Yeah, yeah. I would never have thought to do that. But then I said to myself, you know what? There's nothing else there. It's just like a big emoji. And then like this thing that, you know, she actually said, I'm gonna read it out loud. I'm gonna actually even call attention to it. She said, it's funny, I'm watching Shark Tank as we speak now, and I always wonder how these people got to where they are. The successful ones are honest, passionate, hardworking, willing to be vulnerable about their journey, and courageous to take bold steps with intelligence and creativity. You have all those qualities, and they will make the most important ingredients in your success. I have so much confidence in you. And I said to myself, you know what, this is what I needed to hear. And when I, even though like it looks ridiculous <laughs> as my lock screen and desktop wallpaper, but you know, I'm, I'm like, well, my phone wallpaper... Uh, but but I needed to I need to see that and and I actually have been visiting it again and again and again because again it's not coming from me. Sometimes you have to write those affirmations 
and you it, you struggle to believe it. But now I'm believing it because you know it's coming from somebody who, seriously, I, I mean, you know, we the last time I saw her in person was well maybe at my wedding in 2005, but 2003 was like when we were in school together, you know. So it's been a long time. So it's just just nice to hear that 17 years later it makes me feel old. <laughs> Beautiful. I love that. Yeah. So I'm going to ask you this, obviously, you know, with your products and you totally saw this necessity for self-care. Let me ask you the impetus for your pivot to self-care. I mean, obviously, it was important and definitely see the value. But tell me about how that happened and tell me about how you're doing it yourself. And if anything has changed as a result of, you know, corona, the coronavirus sheltering in place or whatever you've been doing otherwise? Yeah. So for the care crates, we definitely focused on the the self-care items that I mentioned before, because yes, we all really need, um, you know, some self-care right now. And it's something that we should all focus on, um, even if it's as small as just lighting an incense stick or, um, you know, using a or lighting a candle or using a natural lip balm. And also, we wanted to give something back to these healthcare workers. It was it's just something really small. Like for us, we feel like, you know, we can't do anything big. We can't, you know, create a vaccine. We can't change the world, but we can try to make someone's day a little bit better by giving them, um, you know, a few tools to maybe help with their self care, maybe help them calm down after a long shift in the ER or or whatever they're doing to help our world right now. So. We really focused on self-care with those care crates. And then in terms of my own self-care, it's definitely shifted with all of this going on. I used to be a wake up at six or quarter to six and go to the gym for an hour and come home and go for a run and do all of these things, go to yoga, go to a yoga class, you know, quite a few times a week. But but now I just don't have the energy um, or the motivation to wake up that early or to do an hour long workout <laughs> at home or even uh, do anything like that. So just giving myself permission to, you know, take what I need and take the time that I need, whether it's just going for a 30 minute walk and, you know, giving my mom a call and catching up with her or doing a 20 minute <laughs> yoga workout at home and maybe three times a week instead of every single day. So you know, I've just really shifted into, you know, allowing myself to, to do less than I was doing before and knowing that that's okay. And then I've also been scheduling it into my calendar. I've been like 730 in the morning, I'm going to try to go for a walk. <laughs> 2 p.m. I'm going to get some fresh air. Ah, oh, that's good. You know, I think the calendar is a commitment. And that's where the seat comes from, right? I don't know, I'm making that up. But uh, it's, it's funny, you know, for the last couple of weeks, given the fact that we're almost in or it's March, yeah, April, May, June. We're almost hitting three months for us. Um, we had it early yeah. because I was actually, I lived in the city that had the first confirmed case of community spread of coronavirus. So I've actually been, well, quarantined, if you will, since March 3rd, which everybody else, the, like the end of March. So everybody was going to the gym and I wasn't. I remember calling the gym up initially and I told them I'm in quarantine and they freaked out. They're like, we need to call the Department of Health. We can't, but don't worry, we'll be able to get you back in soon. And, and it was, it was hilarious. And then they shut down and like, finally my quarantine ended or so I thought, because then I found out I had the virus. Well, the quarantine began for the rest of the world. So I obviously giving, given the fact that I had it, I didn't have it. I had a mild case. I definitely had shortness of breath and it was difficult. So I also found myself running and then I was walking and then I gained the COVID-19 weight wise because I've been helping the restaurants 
stay in business by feeding members of my community. And I felt financially obligated to support them as well. So I ended up getting quite a few things. So yeah, quite a few things is an understatement. But anyway, um, this past week, I found out that there's this thing called the NYC Runs uh, Subway Challenge. And basically, the subway system in New York City is 245 miles long. And they decided to say between Labor Day and I guess, September when school starts, that you you should be committed to running or walking 245 miles uh, during that time. So I've been pretty lax, like really, really lax. And I decided, you know what, I'm going to try to do it. So yesterday I ran two miles, today I ran four. So I'm so proud of myself because, wow. yeah, the max I've ever run is four. So, but in fact, I'm, I'm like showing up. And I think that will motivate me to start really getting back into a self-care regimen, even though it's not the one I want. You know, gyms right now, they're not allowed to reopen, but they're allowed to, some of the gyms are allowed to reopen outdoors. I don't know if I'm so keen on working outdoors when it's 90 degrees outside. Even now, it's like, it's it's in the mid-70s. And for me, that's that's too much. I, I my, my cutoff is 75. So, but we'll see. So, you know, obviously I have to improvise as much as possible. There's still Zoom classes. There's all these things. Someone was telling me about body pump. Um, I don't know. I'll figure it out, but I do want to get back to a committed self-care routine and I don't know, but it's nice. It's nice to hear what you're doing because it's still like, you know, it's in the direction. You're still, the fact is you're still showing up. You're not doing what you're doing because I mean, who's doing that? I'm not waking up at, you know, early. I'm not, I'm not saying I'm waking up at six o'clock in the morning, but I mean, things are different. And I love what you're doing. I love that the fact that you still you still haven't like completely neglected everything because right now it is very easy to neglect everything. Yeah, I try things even if I'm really bad at it. So like I'm trying to meditate. I will check my phone every few minutes during that 10 minute meditation to see how much longer I have. But I'm still trying. I'm still putting it on and pressing play, but I might be horrible at it. Well, I, I got to say that's amazing because... Thank you for validating something that I've been doing <laughs> the entire time. I always meditate. I can't do it either. I actually have a Calm Lifetime subscription and it, it's, I haven't done it for a while. I have, I was very committed to doing it probably the first two months of the year. I was going to their daily meditations, but now it's just like, yeah, then March, March came along and I was like, yeah, yeah. I used to save all of them because once you save them, they're daily. So they rotate. So right. you have to like heart them. And if you, if you don't heart them, they disappear. Uh, if you heart them, they'll show up, they'll stay there. And I said, forget it. I'm not doing it anymore. So that's better than me. I will say, I will say kudos to you. Even if you're checking your phone, you still, you're still doing it. Yeah. Awesome. Well, all right. Let me, let me ask you a wrap up question. I guess I would say if you could tell an earlier version of yourself, give her a piece of advice. What would you tell her? I would tell her that life um, in the future isn't what you had envisioned and that's okay because it's even better. You know, I think that all of us have this idea and have this plan of, of what your life should look like and what your 10 year plan is. And, you know, sometimes you can got to just throw the plan away and allow for, for things to happen or for good to come in and change to happen because that's really where the, the magic and the beauty sometimes lies. I like that a lot. I like that a lot. Yeah. 
I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what I would say. I, I mean, well, especially in the context of it being better. It definitely is better, but it's so different. It's so yeah. different. You know, I, I majored in computer science thinking I would be a computer nerd. <laughs> well, I don't want to say computer nerd, but a computer geek or something for the rest of my life. And now I'm here creating a personal fragrance brand. It's just, I'm happy where I am, but it's such a different plan than what I had thought my earlier version of myself would have thought. It's just like looking at the date now and I'm just like, what? It's very, very crazy. I love that though. I kind of learn from your past and your past experiences. And, you know, it's not that, you know, any of it is invalid because you're doing something completely different. You know, all of that was learning. All of that was amazing. And now you're just doing something that you didn't expect you to be doing, like creating a fragrance. And how cool is that? It's all about growth. And I mean, everybody grows. Everybody grows in a different way. And they're they're just building upon a better version of themselves. You know, we're better than we were before. Yes, sure. There's going to be struggles along the way. But you just have to trust the process, trust the process that you're creating. And it is self-created. All of this, the belief systems that you have, the things that you're doing, it's all about what's in your head and what you're pushing yourself to do. And you should be pushing yourself. Cool. Well, yeah, I, I don't know if there's anything else you want to add. No, this is great. Thank you so much for chatting. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Thank you so much for coming. And I wish you the best. I hope that gyms reopen for our six soon. And... Yeah, I mean, listen, I understand we we need to feel accountable to ourselves and sometimes you just have to do it in the in the context of a group. I that's why chips are doing so well. Of course we could do it on our own, but it's not that easy. Yep. Yeah. Thank you all again for tuning in. This is your host Tamar Weinberg of the Common Sense Podcast. Till next time.